program on hearing the voice of God. If you want to be a Christian, then you must be hearing the voice of God in your mind and in your heart because it is God that gives you direction in your life. So if you'd like to know more about how you can hear God's voice, sit back, listen to this program, enjoy, and I hope it is the beginning of something very, very special between you and God. God bless you. Let's bow our heads and we will ask the Lord to be with us this morning. God, we come before you as sinners. We need your presence. In fact, this morning, Lord, more than that, we beg your presence. We thank you that you've been with us in the beautiful music, in the singing. And I just pray now, God, that you will choose to continue to stay here. May your Holy Spirit work through your feeble servant. May you speak to my mind. May the words that come to my mouth be from on high. And may you speak to the hearts of the people with their heads bowed in this church this morning. Jesus, may we not leave this place without having been drawn closer to you. This is our prayer, Jesus, giving you the King all honour and glory. In your name, Amen. Hearing the voice of God. We are in the middle of a series, as you know, Knowing God. Last week we talked about prayer. Today we're going to talk about hearing the voice of God. And I am amazed when it comes to knowing God, how much Christians, I'm not talking about non-Christians, how much Christians, and dare I say even Seventh-day Adventists, struggle. And I want you to ask yourself the question this morning. It's a challenging question and it's a confronting question and it's a question in the Bible that God asks us many times. Do I, do I, ask yourself the question, do I really know God? I wonder what the answer is in your heart this morning. Do you, who are at church on Sabbath, Saturday morning, do you really know God? Last week we talked about prayer. And I hope those of you who were here went home. I prayed that you went home and you put these elements that we looked at last week into action in your life. In this series we're talking about practically how you can know God. You need to know God. If you're a human being, you need God in your life like you need fresh air to breathe. You are designed to have God. And I wonder how many of us went home and put these elements into practice. Did you try praying continually? Did you try to pray broadband? Did, did you have this week regular on-your-knees prayer? Did you find somewhere private to pray? Did, did you pray from the depths of your heart? Did you find forgiveness with God in your prayers? And did you try praying in the name of Jesus? 
These are powerful things that can change your life. You need to, I need to, we need to, if you're going to know God, first point, we need to become people of prayer. Hearing the voice of God. I wonder this morning how many of you actually hear day by day in your lives the voice of God. I have a, and I've shared it with the church here before, I have a view with Christianity. One of the reasons I think that in the West that Christianity is not growing so fast, one of the reasons that I think Christianity is perhaps struggling in the West is because we have a religion that does not at times put people into direct contact with a real God. And if we are honest, and most of us are, we will, we are, we would be prepared to admit that sometimes when we, we pray, when we're talking to God, that our prayers go no further than the, than the ceiling. We are not coming into contact with a real God. He is not speaking to me. He is not, not in contact. It's almost like He doesn't exist. It's a one-way street. I talk to God and I never hear His voice. I do all the talking. Where are you, God? Have you ever experienced that? I am sure that if people in the church who are looking for God, you wouldn't be here if you weren't looking for God. I am sure that if we could find a real God in our experience who talks to us, who gives us guidance and leadership in our lives, who tells us where to go, what to do, who shares with us our sorrows and our happiness. I am sure that if we could find and if we could share a God like this, that this church would be so full of people that you wouldn't be able to fit them in. But too often, people somehow are missing this real God. And I'm here to share with you this morning that God is real. But so many of us ask the question in our own lives, and, and if you haven't asked this before, I don't think you're human. Am I serving a dead God? I'm a fourth generation Seventh-day Adventist Christian. And I've asked myself many times, am I serving a dead God? Does he really exist? I, I've got no contact going here. It's almost like I'm on my own. I'm trying to find you, God, but you're not there. It, I've often thought, and some of you know the story in 1 Kings 18 about Elijah. You know the story? Do you know that story? Elijah on the, on the mountain and all Israel comes together. And there's a great battle between the prophets of Baal and, the, and God and Elijah. And you remember, they, they build two altars and Elijah says, The God who brings fire down upon the altar, he is God. Do you remember that story? You do? Well, sometimes I as a Christian, in my experience, have felt like I'm one of the prophets of Baal. We dance around the altar and we do everything to hear from this God and there is no fire. Have you ever felt like that? Have you? But it was our God who sent the fire, right? It was our God in that confrontation, and if you never read it, go and open your Bibles and read it. In 1 Kings 18, it was our God that showed that He was alive. God lives. First thing you, I want to share with you this morning is that God lives. He's alive. He is not dead. The Christian God lives. 
He, 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 he is intimately involved with things that are happening in this world and he claims he lives. We looked at this text last week. I want to look at it again. Revelation chapter 1 verse 8. This is a mighty claim of God. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. He says, I am the beginning and I am the end. I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who, and who is to come, the Almighty. God lives. First point. If God lives, then we should be able to hear His voice. Amen? If God lives, and He is interested in us, and He does want to come into our hearts, and He does want to guide and lead our lives, surely we should be able to hear His voice. In fact, I want to say something right to you this morning as we get into this study. If you go looking for God, this is how confident I am that God lives. If you, and I mean what I'm saying here, if you go looking for God, and you do not hear His voice, and you go through what I'm about to share with you this morning, then you are within your rights to get up and walk out of the church and never come back and talk to God again. But you know what? I can say in confidence as a preacher and a servant of the Most High that God lives. And if you show yourself open to Him and you open your ears to hear His voice, you can walk out of this church and from this week onwards, you can hear the voice of God, you can have Him in your life, guiding, directing and having an intimate part of what you experience. God lives. But the problem is, we who are alive also are not often hearing the voice of God. And there are a lot of reasons why we don't hear the voice of God. We have all sorts of different voices in our ears. We have work. We have our families, we have the media, our music, we have our, the movies, we, we, have, uh, we, we have sport. We have all these different things, all these different voices calling, crying out to us in our heads. And, and, and I believe that the voice of God is being crowded out of our hearing. Life has got so busy, we are so swamped with voices from all over the place that God's voice has been deafened in our experience. I truly believe that. I talk to people. I go into their homes. I share Jesus with them, both Adventists and Christians and non-Christians. And I've got to tell you today that the vast majority of people are not hearing the voice of God. And I know you know what I'm saying is the truth because I dare say that a lot of you out there sitting in this church this morning are not hearing the voice of God. It is there. Make no mistake, it is here. But we are not hearing it. And I wonder this morning, in a world gone crazy, can I hear the voice of God? Is it possible i've got a picture of an elephant there because it seems to me that we almost need to have elephant's ears in this world going crazy to hear the voice of god can we well we already know revelation chapter 1 8 that god what help me god what he lives now if god lives then he can speak to you and you will hear his voice 
Turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah 29, verse 11 to 14. We looked at this text last week. This is a series, moves on from one to the next. You need prayer in your life, but you need this too, which we're sharing today. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 to 14. For I, now this is God speaking, he's talking to your heart. Listen to what he has to say to you. For I know the plans, says God, I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Don't you like that? Now here's the promise. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. Did you call upon God this week? Did you go and pray to him? There's the key. You want to hear the voice of God? First thing that you need in your life is prayer. Pray to God. Call upon him. And then look what the Lord says. You will seek me. And I love this. Look at what the word says. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your what? Of all your heart. He says, verse 14, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. There's the promise. If God lives, then he can speak to you. Are you hearing me? And he will hear your voice. How do you hear the voice of God? It's simple. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Turn in your Bibles. I want you to look at it if you've got your Bibles. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Here is the answer. And you want to know something? Almost the whole world, including the Christian world, misses this. They don't get it. Here's the secret. You can read this text and walk out of here today. You've got what I'm trying to say. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. So then faith, what is faith? It is nothing more than saying, God, I know you exist. God, I know you are real. God, I know you live in my heart. I know Jesus died and saved me. That's faith. It's a simple thing. So faith, I wonder if you got faith. So faith comes by what? Hearing. If you're not hearing God, if you are not hearing his voice, you can't have faith. Have you ever wondered why we live in such a faithless world? It's because people aren't hearing the voice of God. You must have the voice of God in your head and in your heart if you're going to have faith. So faith comes by hearing. And look at this. And hearing comes by what? The word of God. Listen to me. If you don't get anything else out of this series, listen to this. I hear God's voice through my Bible study. With all the voices that are coming into my head from every direction in my life, I hear God's voice in my Bible study. Prayer. Are you praying? If you can say yes, praise the Lord. But if you have all these voices in your head coming from every direction in life as you pray, you will still struggle to hear the voice of God. You won't be sure whether it's God's voice or whether it's your parents' voice or whether it's your kids' voice or whether it's your culture. You can't be sure. The sure way of knowing God's voice speaking to you that can be relied on is to study the Bible. Now look at this. I want to give you some practical things. Please take your sheets of paper out and write this down and put it into action. 
If you want to hear the voice of God, not only do you need to be a man and woman of prayer, you need to be a man and woman, a child, if you like, even, of the word. You will not hear the voice of God. There are no options in this. This is a non-negotiable. You will not hear the voice of God in your life if you are not into the word. God will come to you and he will speak directly to you through the word. It's a miracle. But this book is no ordinary book. It is the voice of God and he will speak to you. And I'm going to share with you how. But firstly, I want to give you a few pointers about studying the word. Number one, find a quiet place to read the Bible. I've got two kids. Clifton's got one. How noisy is she, Clifton? He said not noisy at all. <laughs> if you want to have an intimate time with God and hear his voice, listen to me, this is your salvation. You may never hear this again. This is a God calling you today. Then find a quiet place to read the Bible. I'm very fortunate. I have two kids. I cannot do Bible study when my kids are awake and around. So I have a quiet place. Where's that? It's in my study. I actually have to wait till either the children are asleep or they're gone in the morning. But find a quiet place to read the Bible. Number two, always pray before reading the Bible. If you want God's voice, hear me. Now surely that's what you want. You want God's voice in your head and in your heart. If you want God's voice to be clear and loud, you need to find, uh, you need to pray. That we, we come to the Bible when we study it with all sorts of problems. We, we're coming from all sorts of directions. We need Jesus to block all these other voices that are coming into our head out so we can hear him. Always pray before reading the Bible. Number three, choose a Bible version you understand. Did you hear me? Do I get an amen? Choose a Bible study, a Bible version you understand. There are a lot of great Bible versions out there. I am careful of paraphrases. That's usually where one person translate but the versions the niv the kjv the new king james version the revised standard version these are wonderful bibles choose one that you understand that when you read it it makes sense number four read quickly slowly you are an educated people you all read most of you read very very well Slow yourself down. You are looking to hear in your Bible study the voice of God in your life. Fifthly, one, only read as long as you can concentrate. Nobody said you have to do 10 hours of Bible study. They didn't even say you have to do an hour. You're spending time with God. Don't force yourself. Read only as long as you can concentrate. Sixthly, start reading the Bible and one of the Gospels. People say to me, where do I start? Well, it's simple. Start on the story of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. I love John. I'm partial to John. I, I, I have a leaning towards the way John writes. But you choose any of those Gospels that tell you the story about Jesus. That's the place to start. And lastly, as you read, hear me. Listen to the voice of God talking to you. Now I want to give you an example. Can I do that? Can I do that? I want to give you an example of a Bible study I did in my own personal devotion on Thursday morning of this last week. So this is real. 
If you've got your Bible, turn to Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. Here's the example. I'm in my study. I have dropped my children off at school. I am home by myself. It is quiet. I can concentrate. I can hear the voice of God. I start my Bible study on Thursday morning on my knees, asking the Lord into my heart. And I say, Lord, help me to hear what you have to say for me today. Now, I can only share with you, and I'm, I'm being as fair dinkum as I can be, that this is real. This is what I truly studied and experienced with God on Thursday morning. Philippians chapter 1, verse 1, I'm studying the book of Philippians at the moment. From Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all of God's people who belong to the church, to Christ Jesus at Philippi, and to all your church officials and officers. And I read that slowly. And I stopped. I had the Spirit of God inside me. I had asked Him to be with me. He was speaking to me. And I went looking in that text for the voice of God speaking to Lloyd Groleman in 2001. Now, when I study, I use a computer now, but I used to have a book next to me. And I would read that Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. And then I would write down on the book... In that book, if anything impacted me, if I, if I saw anything in that scripture that was God speaking, talking to me, it's a very powerful thing to do this. I do it now on a computer. I've gone into the 21st century. That's fine and unless the computer gets a virus in it and wipes out everything you've done. Or, or for me, I had a lightning strike on a computer and lost uh, three or four years of personal study. So, so be careful doing that. But this week, I'm in Philippians 1 verse 1, I've said a prayer, Jesus is in my heart, I'm looking for him, I'm looking, I'm listening, I'm looking, I'm listening actively to hear the voice of God in my heart for the day. God will speak in thunderous tones and he will speak to you differently in this passage than he'll speak to me. Now look, the passage, Philippians chapter 1, will say the same thing theologically as far as truth is to all of us. That is consistent, but God speaks through the passage to your heart, to my heart, with where I am and what I face for, and where you are and what you face for that day. And this is where I was. I read Philippians 1 verse 1, and this is what the Lord told me from the Scripture that morning. It's from the Scripture. It's not in my imagination. It is the voice of God. From Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ, and I thought, Oh, God, thank you. I am a servant of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for that privilege. A simple thing. I hope you get what's happening here, but God told me that morning that I was a servant. He told me in the Bible, I am a servant of yours. And I wrote it down. Then I read verse 2, Philippians chapter 1, verse 2. I pray, says Paul, as he writes this beautiful book, I pray that God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ will be kind to you and will bless you with peace. Whoa! I tell you, I've been doing this now for almost 20 years. I can barely open a passage of Scripture and God, and, and I don't hear God speaking to me. I need, I read that, I said, Lord, God was speaking to me. I need that same peace, Lord. Could you not pray that? Who told me? I'm going to ask her, who told me that I need that peace? 
Would I have been convicted on that if I had not been in the Word? Would I? Help me. Would I? Thank you. No, I would not. It is the voice of God speaking to Lloyd Grollam and saying, hey, the same peace that they had in Philippi, you need it, man. You need it. And how God was right that day. Verse 3 and 4, every time I think of you, I thank God. And wherever I mention you in my prayers, it makes me happy. Now, I'm a pastor. For better or worse, I'm the pastor in this church. And you're stuck with me until the brethren move you on. Move me on, not you. Until they move me on. Thank you, God, for my church family. And if you belong to this church and you can't thank God that you belong to this church, there's something wrong with you. This is one of the most wonderful churches I've ever had the privilege to serve and be a part of. And I tell you that morning, I was convicted as I read the Bible. Thank you, God, for my church family. They, most of the time, make me happy. Are you not happy when you're with the people of God? Amen. Please help me, Lord, to remember to pray for them. Because you know what? To my shame, sometimes I do forget to pray for the people of God and the church he sent me to serve. I would not have remembered to pray for this church Thursday morning, except I was where? Where was I? In the Bible. And who was speaking to me? The word of... Are you hearing me? Well, I hope so. The word of God. Verse 5. This is because you have taken part with me in spreading the good news for the first day, from the first day you heard about it. And I'm, I'm reading this slowly. What's God got to say for me there? Help us. Now I'm praying for the church. Help us, Lord, to spread the good news about you in our community as Paul and his church did back there. This experience I am having with God has all come through Bible study. It is very, very powerful. And I could go on. I only did six verses that morning. God is the one who began the good work in you and I am certain that he won't stop before it completes on that day when Jesus Christ returns. God, the good work you started in our church, in me, please do not stop it. Amen? That was a powerful Bible study. And you know what I do at the end of that Bible study? And I'm challenging you, the church. I'm challenging you to do this, to experience God, the voice of God in your life. It is the most powerful, wonderful experience a human being can have. There is something so special about being in the presence of God that now, and I'm a sinner I fall far from God at times, but I long with all my being. It comes, I long to be in the presence of Jesus Christ. And if I miss my Bible study on my prayer for too long, it hurts because I'm not in the presence of Jesus. And I'll tell you right now, you do this. You, you get your prayer life going, talking to the Lord. You get into Bible study and you start to hear the voice of, the, of God. Not only will it transform you, but you will need it like a human being needs air, like a mother, like a baby needs its mother, like a fish needs water. You will need God. You can't live without it. it God comes inside you. He overwhelms you. The peace he gives you, there's nothing like it. It's the finest, finest bar none, the finest experience a human being can have. 
and get down on my knees after that Bible study with my computer on or my exercise book open and I go through the Bible study with God. My notes, where did they come from? Did they come from my imagination? They came from the word of what? Help me. The word of what? Who was speaking to me? God. Look, I I don't care what anyone says. I had an encounter with God. With Jesus Christ. A powerful encounter. He spoke to me. Now on my knees. With my exercise book open and my computer screen on. And yes, with my eyes open. And I close my eyes in these prayers, Clifton. With my eyes open, I begin to talk to God. He has spoken to me. Now I am speaking to him and praise God. It is the most beautiful, beautiful experience. It will bring your prayer life alive as you and God through his word. Commune, sweet commune, sweet communication, sweet, sweet as you, as you, as you talk to each other. How do I hear the voice? I'm going to read it again, Romans 10, 17. Look at what the Bible says. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I hear God's voice through my Bible study and it is a voice I can rely on. And the amazing thing is that God speaks to me. He speaks to me where I need for that day. And you would be amazed at the supernatural guidance and leading I get from God. To face that day. You know the interesting thing is. That when you spend time in the Bible like this. You begin. To. Not just. Hear the voice of God. But you begin. And this is amazing. To recognize. The voice of God. You hear, look, Follow me for a minute. You begin to recognize the voice of God. The voice of God. When you recognize it from the word, then he can, he can begin to speak to your heart. To speak to your heart outside of the word. Now, it's always in, in agreement with the word, but you will hear the voice of God in your mind and in your heart and you will recognize it as the same voice. Now, if you, don't, if you struggle to believe that, let me, let me just, and I'm bringing this to a close. Let me just share this with you. When Jesus comes and the sky splits open, we are told that the earth will shake. Go and read Revelation. The earth, Revelation 14. The earth will shake. The sky will split open. Jesus and his angels will be in the clouds from one end to the other. We are told very clearly that our hearts will tremble in fear as we see the mighty God of the universe and we will begin to question, we who follow God, when we for the first time see His awesome power, He's coming again. All the wicked are fleeing mountains. They're asking for the mountains to fall down. And I want to tell you that, 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 that our own hearts will tremble in fear until, until, until we hear the voice of Jesus. He's coming back for those who know his voice. And there is no other. I'm not talking to you about religion here. 
I'm talking about an intimate walk with Jesus that he is challenging us all to, that he's inviting us all to. You will know it is Jesus' voice when you look up in the skies and he says, I have come for you. You will know it is his voice because it will be the same voice, the very same voice that you found in your study, in your bedroom. I don't care if it's in the bathroom, if that's where you've got to escape to. You'll recognize it is the same voice that you found in your Bible study. I want to tell you that sin is deafening us to the voice of God. He is longing to come into our hearts, longing to be a part of our lives. And you know, some of the things we have in our lives, the violence, the television and the movies these days, and the immorality, stunning, getting in the way, of the voice of God. Little sins that we might have in our lives. Lies or, or, or cheating. Or, or if we've got immorality in our lives. These sorts of things. God wants to talk to us. But they, they, they get in the way. And I, I almost beg, plead with you. As you begin your Bible study. I'm not calling for you to be perfect. Or none of us would ever even begin this road. But as you begin your Bible study. And you get on your knees and pray. If you want to hear God's voice clearly. Please say, Lord, I'm a sinner. And share with the Lord. There's no use hiding from Him your sins. Share with Him some of the problems and, and weaknesses you have and ask Him to forgive you and give you strength to overcome them. Come back this afternoon and I'll share with you how to do that. Get rid of that sin. Let God get rid of it before you even get into this Bible study and prayer. And that, that thing that's getting in the way of many of us finding God and, and Him being able to get through to us will be gone. Jesus says, I will forgive. Though your sins are like scarlet, he says, come to me, ask for forgiveness. He says, I'll make them white as snow. The power of God's voice. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. This is talking about the Bible. I want to finish on this text and then a story. God means what he says. What he says goes. I'm reading from the message. His powerful word or the Bible is as a surgeon's scalpel. I've found it like this myself. Cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen obey nothing and no one is impervious to god's word we can't get away from it no matter what you open the bible you begin this experience with jesus you allow the voice of god to come into your heart and your mind it will change you and it will change you completely now i want to finish with a story and i want my little girl danae to come forward where are you magoo come on girl up you come I told her I was going to do this, but I didn't tell her what. She's beautiful, huh? Come on, little one. I need you. And if you don't come, I'm going to have to bring Hannah down. Come on, you come to Dad. Thank you. A lot of people say to me, big, powerful God. That's it. You're all right once you're here, aren't you, sweetheart? A lot of people out there, isn't there? A lot of people say, big, powerful God. He'd never want to speak to me. He's far too busy. I'm, too, I'm far too great a sinner. I want to show you how much God loves you as I close this and how much God so desperately wants to have this experience I'm talking to you about today. I've got two daughters. Did you know that? One's Hannah and the other one's little Danae. I call her Danae Danu Magoo. I love her. moment I saw Hannah... The moment I saw Danae, I would instantly give my life for them. A lot of people say, who am I? What would God want with me? Why would he want a relationship with me? I am such a doggone down low sinner. 
I've gone so far from him. I've let him down so many times. I want to tell you that God loves you and he too is a father. And you are his children. Just as Danae is my little girl. I'll tell you something. If God forbid something was to happen to Danae Janu Magoo and she was to fall asleep and die, don't you come to me and comfort me by saying, oh, well, think of all the money you can save now. You won't have to send her to school. You won't have to pay for her a college and you certainly won't have to buy a car for her. There are some advantages and pluses to this. How would I respond? Well, what, and I'm telling you, don't dare come to me. You can come to me and put your arms around me and cry with me if you like. But don't you come to me and say, hey, don't worry about it. You can have another one. She'll replace Danae Danumagoo. Nobody, I'm a father, nobody can ever, no matter who, nobody can replace, and oh, she's getting heavy. <laughs> nobody can replace Danae. Are you hearing me? Nobody. I could have another child. Well, Diane could have another child. In fact, some of us might pray for that. But they could never replace Danae. They could never replace Hannah. And it's the same with God and you. There may be billions of us on this planet, but he's your father and he loves you. And you are special to him. And he cares deeply for you. Yes, you and all the billions on this planet. He cares for you. You can't be replaced. I want to tell you that he desires a walk and a relationship and a talk with you like nothing else in the universe. In fact, he desires it so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross so that he can not only talk with you on this earth, but he can talk with you for eternity in the kingdom. He loves you. He wants to walk with you. But you've got to respond to the call. And this morning God is calling you. And whether or not you will respond. And get yourself in a relationship like we're talking in this series. Is ultimately a question that only you can answer. Let's pray. God, thank you for Jesus. Help us to realize how much you do love us. And God, please give us the courage. Give us, please, Lord, the discipline to set aside time with you in Bible study and in prayer. And God, I pray if your people here in this church this morning choose this for their lives, please, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will honour their request with your presence in their prayer, in their Bible study and in their lives and in their hearts, Jesus, in your name. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this program today on hearing the voice of God. It is the most wonderful experience a human being can have, and I wish it for you. This is not about religion. It's not about churches. It's about you and God. If you would like to get a free copy of this program today, you can download it from our website on the screen, or you can call us on 9487-1374 or email us on the email on the screen. We'll be very happy to share this program with you at no cost whatsoever. God bless. Have a good day. And remember, Jesus loves you.